Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. I'm here to tell you about Bolin Branch sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. They're made from the rarest organic cotton and designed to get even softer over time. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee, plus 15% off your first order with code RESTful15. So head to bollnbranch.com today. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. You're listening to Screen Heroes on the Heroes Podcast Network. Hey everyone, welcome back to Screen Heroes. My name is Ray. I am joined by my regular hosts, Ryan. Hi. And Derek. Hello. And Derek is moving up and down, and it's crazy. We are going to be talking about a lot of trailers tonight. We're going to be discussing some news as always. So, got a fun-filled, multi-topic episode for you tonight. First things first, news. News. So um, let's see here. The Saved by the Bell reboot has cast its youngins, who are people like Jesse Spano's sensitive man child. Yeah, I like that description. I was like, this yep. seems slightly offensive. Yeah. The word man child is never good. Wait, wait. I'm sorry. That's what the role calls That's for? That's what the like, yeah. call sheet or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Jamie Spano, Jesse's oversensitive man child. That's literally what it said. Cool. cool. And then Mac Morris, Zach's privileged son. Yeah, they had to make it rhyme with his name just to yeah. Zach's son is Mac. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, they haven't said whether it's Kelly's Kelly's the mom or yeah. uh, what. I bet they let that go past the first episode before Screech, they tell anybody. I wonder if Screech is going to be in it. Maybe he can uh, rub some poop on somebody's upper lip like he did in the sex tape. All right. Well, that's going to be it for us tonight, everybody. <laughs> I mean, that did happen, by the way. Show over. <laughs> that's a real thing. I'm not making that up. Look it up. Yeah, it's, it's true. Okay, so we're back. We're Yay. back. Sorry for any technical issues. That we are having, which is apparently a lot. But so. just in case you need a recap, we were discussing Dustin Diamond giving someone a dirty Sanchez. Yes. Fantastic. Which actually happened. <laughs> Not on Saved by the Bell, though. No, this was well after Saved by the Bell with a sex tape. One person on that show that you would not want to, to see in a, a sex, sex tape. tape. Yeah. Screech. Yeah, exactly. Um, cool. Yeah. So no word if he's going to be in the show or not. I, I'm going to imagine not. Probably not. His tell-all biography about it was filled with like some drug-fueled lies that no one would corroborate. So 
I'm going to say that he has burned some bridges. I've heard he's just a huge jerk in real life. So. I saw his stand-up in like 2006 or something like that. I snuck into an, an over-21 club and I saw it and it was bad. Like, he wasn't funny. It, it was just awful and awkward because my dad was the one that like came with me and halfway through we both just look at each other and we're like do you want to leave this is weird you snuck into a comedy club with your dad yeah okay okay <laughs> I, I have no rebuttal i was just clarifying okay um in other childhood news um <laughs> Disney Plus announced, of course, they had already announced that they were going to be making a Mighty Ducks TV series, and I at least assumed it was a reboot, but they are bringing back Emilio Estevez to the show. Say that again. Estevez? How do you say it? Estevez. Estevez? How he says it. That's how it's pronounced. I'm I'm sorry. I haven't heard him speak at all in 20 years. So, (laughs) Charlie Sheen's real name is Ramon Estevez. So Emilio Sheen is coming back (laughs) to Mighty Ducks. And I assume that means it's not a reboot and it's a sequel of some kind. With the exact same story as the first movie, judging by the the, uh, description of it. But it basically sounds like the first movie, except in TV show form. If they do this, then I'm hoping season two is the exact same as the second movie. Yeah. And they have people same from... countries and everything. Yeah, they have yeah. people from all over the world as stereotypes. Oh, yeah. Like, the guy from Texas has to be a cowboy. Yeah, with, like, guns all on his right. hips and everything. Yeah. The guy from Florida is, like, literally riding a gator. That's how he That'd skates. Be perfect. <laughs> one, the new uniforms in the second movie were better than yeah. the green ones, let's we, be honest. We know that. I hope they reuse those exact exact same mm-hmm. uniforms so i don't think better. they can because they're basically the uniforms for the actual mighty ducks nhl team so they're very very similar what was the stupid country they faced off that had like pink tie-dye uniforms i don't know in the second movie? i really just remember iceland well yeah because they were the bad guys yeah they they're were the bad, the bad guys, guys. They're all, yeah. they're iceland's, iceland's always, always the, the bad guys one person who will not be returning for this show probably <laughs> would be uh the goalie from the original movie we just saw five minutes before this started that he's been uh booked for meth possession and this yeah. is not his first charge past 10 years have been rough for goldberg but in the and that's se- that's sad like, yeah, we don't want anybody to have to go through like being that like well the screech thing like being a bad comedian and doing porn like we can kind of poke fun at that it but wasn't this actually is, porn it was a sex tape whatever uh, this is sad though yeah it bums me out i he just looks unrecognizable yeah it's sad i mean it was a burglary charge like yeah. i don't know 10 years ago and then it turned into like possession of meth and yeah it's a bad deal but i'm guessing he's not going to be back on the show but again no confirmation so right. you know screech and this dude could <laughs> both come goldberg could come back in all fairness the second movie added another goalie they got cat so. oh yeah. that's right yeah they did but they're like all like the 40 now so it doesn't really matter no they should all still be playing they should um, be pros at this point do you think that's what Emilio's doing is he's coaching like an adult <laughs> like oh god <laughs> wrecked so, like all 40 year olds that like yeah here's my problem i don't think there are any like simple fun kids sports movies anymore which kind of sucked because they were some of my favorite growing up as a kid like it's because the golden retrievers took over with like the air, air Bud stuff and, and that's a disney problem too like they were responsible for that but like 
like I watched Little Giants and oh Rookie God, of the Giants. Year and The Big Green and like those were on repeat at my house. I was like that little oh. nerd kid flexing in the mirror. Yeah, it was so cute. So oh, good. it was perfect. You never saw that? No, I did. I oh, just okay. it's fine. Like I just there's they, they don't make movies, movies like those anymore, and it, those are like stupid Disney Channel movies, mm-hmm. like. Luck yeah. of the Irish, and for some reason, it's like the guy is half a leprechaun, and he's playing basketball for Notre Dame or something like that. It was dumb. Has, has Bud, the Golden Retriever, got a hockey movie yet? I don't recall seeing a hockey one. I, I think, think they're on like the third or fourth Bud by now. Well, I know it's not the died. same dog. I'm well, just right. saying now the they're franchise. on the buddies where them. they just get puppies every time. The buddy verse, yeah. you know. Um, it's, well, it's buddies. They don't use a like adult golden retriever not anymore. anymore well they went to space didn't they the space buddies yeah. space buddies and there were santa buddies and they went off the rail they're like we're out of sports what are we gonna do now space <laughs> i Which must have missed ex- the ping pong one <laughs> but i mean that's the next step for fast and furious like Can't fast wait. 10 is gonna be in space or something or fast nine could be in space that's like we, we don't know yet speaking of they we released a, a poster for and fast a teaser today oh did they actually release oh a teaser? my god yeah. so the teaser started off really cute Dom's hanging out with, like, his three-year-old kid who's, you know, he's teaching him mechanics on a car and everything, and it's adorable. And then he's tucking him into bed, and Letty comes in and gives him the necklace, and he's like, you'll need this protection for everything that's to come. I'm like, God, please don't go after a three-year-old. Like, don't Wait, make Wait, th- give that to the three-year-old? Yeah. The kid's going to have to fight Jason Statham or <laughs> yeah. something. Hobbs and Shaw versus Child. Uh, they so, bring back Luke Evans <laughs> for revenge. So it seems like this film is officially called F9, and they've tagged on the Fast Saga now to the Which naming Which means conventions. now they can make as many as they so, want. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you get nine in a saga, right? That's what Star Wars did. There's just no, nine. No, I mean, there's ten because Hobbs and Shaw is part of the Fast is Saga. It? Fast is it officially? Yeah. The Fast Verse. The Fast Verse. Yeah. <laughs> I like Furious Verse. I like Vinverse. F and Verse. No, because he's not in Hobbs and Shaw. No, but it's it's and kind he's not of his in universe, two though. either. It's kind of his universe. He's not really in three either. He's not. But he, he is in stupid... three, though. He does it in what? a post credit scene. Oh, my God. What if the bad guy is zombie Han? Don't joke about that. Justice for Han. Justice Hashtag. for Han. I like Han. I want him to Hashtag come back. Justice for Han. He's dead. Maybe he's a force ghost. Oh, God. <laughs> Look, they're superheroes. They're not Jedi. All I'm right? not coming up with anything more ridiculous than what the writers already have. I'm not putting it past him to have some sort of laser sword. In the next movie, so a laser sword is not necessarily a lightsaber. Those are not necessarily the same okay. thing. So, all right. So, in other Disney news, because we were talking about the Disney Plus Mighty Ducks series, they and this is terrible, terrible news. They've officially canceled the Howard the Duck show. Yeah, they and, canceled some of their cartoons. And it sounds like out. actually the uh, Offenders whole thing has been canceled. I mean, there's still some of the shows coming out, but from the sounds of it, several the, of the characters that were going to be in the Offenders are no longer getting shows. So. Yeah. The Modoc show is the only one that's still officially greenlit, oh, as far as I know. Um, now some others may be in development. They're just keeping quiet about it right now. But that's because they released the whole voice cast for Modoc, um, and then they officially okay. canceled Howard the Duck, and then they also uh, canceled Tigra and Dazzler, which um, they were supposed to team up. Um, so that's a bummer because I really like Howard the Duck, and I was looking forward to like an actual new incarnation of him. But um, 
you know, it's fine. It's whatever. So that's gone. Am I the only one disappointed? I <laughs> it w- I would have watched it, but I wasn't like particularly excited for it. I was more excited for the offenders as a group than that's fair. The problem is the movies have overshadowed the cartoons for the last decade, and the cartoons have been really solid. So this does kind of bum me out. They they play along really well with their cartoons. I'm actually more disappointed that we're not going to get live action MODOK because, for fuck's sake, that would be so ridiculous and weird. And they've already introduced AIM. They might as well just bring me, like, floating baby head. <laughs> like, I mean, give it time, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. Right? I mean, by phase five, they're going to start running out of things to do. So, you Well, Fin no. Fang Foom is next on my list that I want to see. Yeah, because now they get all the X-Men and space villains and stuff. That's so, true. you know, they they get to play with Doctor Doom and Galactus and... Uh, I am so not excited Mr. about Mr. Sinister. That. Sorry. I just don't have high expectations for anything using the Fantastic Four or the mutants at this point. I just like that they're talking about mixing it up. You know, Namor is rumored to be in the Eternals, and... I thought he was going to be in Black Panther 2. No, that's... uh, Doctor Doom is rumored to be in Black Panther. It was supposed to be the king versus the king in Black Panther 2 originally. Namor, not not Doctor Doom. It's Victor Von Doom is the king of, like, Latveria. Originally, I thought it was supposed to be Namor that was in Black Panther 2. Maybe I read it wrong, but... Um, either way, yeah, they're right. definitely getting some introductions in there. And that's, but they've had the rights to Namor for a while, no. haven't they? No, no Universal it, had them. Yeah, Universal Who had Hulk Who am I thinking of? They Namor. had the rights to something that came back to them when Punisher came back to them. I'm not sure. It was Ghost Rider. I thought somebody else. But anyway, it doesn't matter. But I'm glad they're getting some of this stuff out. Mm-hmm. You know, It'll be cool to see some of these characters join the MCU. Yeah. So Black Panther two and Blade two and Cap or and Blade and Captain Marvel two are the confirmed films for Phase five. And cool. Loki has already started shooting. They've got a couple set videos that they've released. Paul Bettany said that we're going to get more WandaVision coming up soon. There's rumors it'll be a Super Bowl uh, teaser. Oh, really? I heard that it was going to be with uh, Black Widow. That was the rumor I heard. I mean, it's going to be a post-credit Black Widow. That is so weird that Winter Soldier and Captain Falcon start before WandaVision. And they've gotten like nothing. Yeah. Well, okay, so so I want to touch on both of those things because I think they're both important. So first, I think the Super Bowl thing will be a teaser. That will basically be a tie-in to Black Widow to kind of help pump up Black Widow. Um, and then, Ray, to your point, I think Ca- Captain Falcon and the Winter Soldier is just an easier sell to people. Everyone knows these characters. People love these characters. Yeah, WandaVision doesn't... I mean, when you think of That's that, fair. it doesn't sound like a Marvel show. You no. Know? It's also a much weirder concept. Yeah. I mean, Falcon and Winter Soldier is going to be a pretty standard MCU kind of... I'm hoping that they really go hard with the social topics because that's what Captain America is. He is a social justice warrior. And if you don't believe me, open up the 1940s comics. So I'm hoping they do that. There were some set photos that released. Did you see those of US Agent? Yeah. He looked really good. He looked really great. Plus, he had the cap shield. So that's Mm -hmm. kind of curious. Uh, So if they made Falcon give it up or what? Maybe they made a replica that's not vibranium or or something. And we were talking about how if they don't bring back Thunderbolt Ross or Martin Freeman's character, it'd be kind of a missed opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. It would be. Yeah. so I, I don't know. I, I think it would be great if they touch on that type of stuff. But since it's a Disney Plus show, 
I don't know how hard they're going to hit anything controversial. Well, Anthony Mackie said that they are going to touch on the racism because Marvel had a lot of backlash when they made Sam Wilson Captain America in the comics. And, you know, they got a lot of backlash when he handed him the shield in Endgame. So they're going to touch on it. I just don't know how heavy it's going to be. Yeah, I can't imagine it'll be very heavy handed because it's Disney. Right. But. Yeah, I mean this yeah. this is uh, their mainstream thing, and they've already said that like the Mandalorians is adult as it gets. Um, so, and it didn't really the Mandalorian doesn't really touch on anything controversial. No, Maybe there's no. like violence. violence and stuff. Yeah, there's some you know. scary imagery too, like the storm trooper yeah. helmets on pikes so we're not yeah. sure whether or not there's heads inside there's a guy getting chopped in half by yeah. a door you know there's some stuff like <laughs> spoiler alert which you're uh, laughing about because it's funny was it was that yeah. in the trailer i don't yeah. remember that that's okay. how they ended the trailer was the guy getting cut in half yeah, yeah. Oh, okay i remember the the helmets on the spikes but uh, okay so there is one other news piece i wanted to talk about because there's i think more than one other news piece but yes go ahead that i wanted to talk about uh because i, I it's something that we can kind of relate to as podcasters here and it has to do with netflix so netflix has long kind of kept their doors locked on their metrics for viewership how many people have watched a thing and they talk about oh this is our highest streaming whatever at the time but what does that mean and now that they're having movies released that are being oscar contenders and things of that nature it's becoming a more serious question because how do you compare a Netflix film to something that actually released with a full box office? Um, and so historically, the way it used to work is you had to watch 70% of the thing for it to count as a view. Okay. okay whether that was That's fair. 70% of a season, 70% of a film, you had to get to that, that mark for it to count as a view for that thing, that entity. Well, they decided to uh, change those numbers and now um, they're basically changing it down. Let's see. I want to make sure I get this information correct here. Okay. So the, um, basically the quote here is saying the new metric is about 35% higher on average than the prior metric. Um, it's two minutes. If you watch two minutes of the thing, it counts as a view now. That's stupid. I give that amount of time for a comedy special. And if the comedian doesn't have like a couple jokes in the first, you know, five minutes that I laugh at, then I turn it off. So I think Do that's I have dumb. to watch that much to be able to review it <laughs> because I really want to give Goop a thumbs down and uh, My God. I don't want to watch two minutes of it. So I just think that's really interesting because in the podcast world, um, in order for an episode to not be considered abandoned, you have to reach the two minute mark. Really? Yes. Oh my God. And so if someone were to start an episode of our show and stop within the first 120 seconds, it's considered an abandoned listen. Okay. Okay. And it's, it's tracked differently as far as the metrics are concerned. Um, there's some additional metrics in there as well, depending on who hosts your podcast. They actually can get fairly granular. So I'm curious, like, what, what do you guys think about Netflix using a two minute mark as a metric for this has been viewed? I think Netflix is greedy and they're starting to cheat and behave like a a soulless movie studio now. I mean, I think it's their network so they can do it however they want. I mean, realistically, they're not going to release the full numbers anyway. Right. You know, it's all an internal metric, so I don't it doesn't really affect us at all. Um, but if they're competing with traditional films should they have to but does the do, do the does a show or movie have to be 
viewed over an X, uh, X amount of times to qualify for an Oscar. Not to qualify for an Oscar, but things like box office and Rotten Tomato scores and things like that are relevant in media and how things are covered. Sure, but that doesn't mean... I mean, Netflix doesn't have to give those numbers it doesn't affect anything i mean they just won't have anything on rotten tomatoes or well i agree it doesn't have to do it i'm just asking you if you think they should do it look i like talking about box office and stuff like that but i mean it's with for streaming networks it's it's it doesn't really matter i don't think if if i enjoyed it and it seems like there's a lot of people tweeting about it or whatever then it's that's that's the metric i can use with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. To know whether it's being viewed a lot. And actually, a lot of news, when you look at articles and stuff, when they're talking about Netflix shows and streaming shows that don't release numbers, that's how they measure uh, the impact of that particular show is how many times has this hashtag been used or, you know, this mm-hmm. show been mentioned, so... Yeah, that's totally fair. Um, I don't know. Netflix, it just seems like more often than not, they have the advantage. But if they want to be considered full contenders, you know, well, it's a lot easier for people to watch Netflix than it is to go get uh, movie tickets and the like. So yeah, <clears throat> it seems like they have a bit of an edge. Okay. So one thing I want to ask you guys about, maybe you can shed some light on it. Um, so we got a Matt Reeves tweeted out a photo of the clapper for uh, the Batman and said it, production started. But haven't we seen set photos like two weeks ago? Well, those could have been rehearsals or costume designs or building or things like that. So production. Just... I mean, isn't that part of production? Well, I think that he meant filming. Filming officially started. Yeah, because you're right. Production means like the day everybody first shows up to work and they start getting going on sets. Yeah, and... it just seemed weird to me that he would tweet out production has started and we've seen like set photos yeah. of Colin Farrell and uh, I, I think know, he meant Robert filming, Pattinson honestly. And... Yeah, probably. He so just do you think misspoke. that means we're close to a bat suit reveal? Do you think they're going to try and get ahead of that? I don't know. I mean, they could do the, a fake leak type scenario if they're happy with it. I mean, yeah, if they're it would, happy with it, we'll see it, see it sooner rather than later. It would be nice to just wait until there's like a cool poster or teaser or something to actually see it. For that's a change. the thing. Is you know it, well, it's not going to happen with the people already getting set photos of, uh, you know, yeah. Oswald and, and the Batmobile, they're going to be doing outdoor shoots in the middle of some big city here in the next month. So <laughs> the Batmobile is going to leak. You know, so if there is one, there, there is one. they've already said it's more muscle car than tank. 
I'd really love it, though, if, like, the first time we fully see the bat suit would be a, like, on display at SDCC. I don't want to see, I don't want to see, I mean, I do want to see leaked photos, but also I'd just yeah. rather have an official reveal first, and that way it's not, because remember when Shazam came out and everybody was like, why is his suit not textured? It looks so plain, like a red spandex suit, and it's like, that's what he looked like in the comics, but... Um, everybody but then was, it was judging textured. it really harshly. Yeah, and then you got and saw real pictures, and it looked way better. Well, I would. Sorry, go ahead. I was just gonna say, leaked photos never do any justice. We destroyed the Titans photos mm-hmm. based on leaked photos, and that's not cool because we all ended up loving the show. It's true. Yeah, I think those complaints were where people were just hoping to see like comic accurate costumes not even comic accurate but just costumes most because most of them just wear clothes you know they're not even really suited up like let alone being comic accurate suited up so yeah. that leads me to a recent like twitter debate that i keep saying birds of prey comes out in about a week and a half and i see a ton of guys uh complain that they removed all the sex appeal from all the characters, Harley, Huntress, Black Canary. Do you guys think that's true or do you find any of them attractive whatsoever? I think it's kind of a, I mean, I don't know. Just personally. For, for like, me personally, well, like the, co- the the superhero costume doesn't give the characters a sex appeal. It can add to it, but the sex appeal of the character is, you know, their behavior and things like that. Black Canary, the relationship with her and like Oliver Queen in the comics is what sells the character for me and her being awesome in general. And I haven't seen the movie. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just glancing at her, she's a beautiful woman. And okay. I mean, she doesn't need to be wearing fishnets and a leather jacket to be sexy, you know? Yeah. I'm just not sure those looks like fit a real world movie anymore. Like, I mean, it's kind of why Scarlet Witch didn't have a comic accurate costume either. I think it kind of it doesn't translate well anymore. Yeah. Like, in the nineties, you could try and pull it off. And even in the early two thousands, because it was still, things were still a little more silly, but and it, it translates to animation just fine. Sure. Yeah. Well, they've um, done a good job with like the arrow show, the way they did the fishnets on black canary, uh, the third black canary um you know just kind of incorporating that as a design aspect of the costume without having her wear just fishnets and bare legs um you know so they could do stuff like that in the future but for now this is just like the bare the first introduction to the characters i mean it's i just don't understand it like all three of them are showing midriff like that's uh, last time i checked that was considered sexy so i, I mean i think it's kind of silly honestly because Everybody, ha- all of these guys have thought Margot Robbie is hot in other films that she's done. Yeah. Right. And, you know, Mary Elizabeth Winstead is a very attractive woman. I've I've always thought that she was really cute and stuff. So like, I think it's I think it's disingenuous. And I think it's just on purpose from people who don't want to like it. They're just mad. There's not a comic, you know, I'll tell you, I think it's irritating that Harley is wearing a shirt that says Harley Quinn on it all over the place in the trailer. It's like, what? Why? Because she went to Hot Topic and picked it up. I guess. (laughs) I mean, that's probably accurate, but it's, you know, is this supposed to be Deadpool? If I was an up and coming villain or hero, I would have my name out there. So people wouldn't name me like the the blur or something. I think part of the issue is we've gotten to a point where rather than seeing a movie and deciding that you didn't like it, 
people are just going into a movie wanting to not like it. Yeah. Right. Like this happened with The Last Jedi and Solo. This happened with Captain Marvel. It looks like some people are doing it, but not as many with Birds of Prey. Maybe because that one's flying a little more under the radar for whatever reason. But <laughs> it's flying. That was unintentional. <laughs> Bird pun. <laughs> um, but I just I feel like that's just kind of how people are going into things now. Yeah. You know, they and that's not really fair to anybody involved because it doesn't give anyone a chance to surprise you or to, to either be good or bad. How do you know how good a movie is if you automatically are trying to hate it? And, you know, sometimes us on the other hand, we dig down cause there's so much internet hate towards it that we like it out of spite. And we're usually pretty critical. Yeah, we try and be, you know? yeah but still we've like, it, I'll be if I don't if I think a bunch of the criticism online is not fair to the movie, yeah. then I'll dig deep for the good things. Right, where I might not do that on another movie, just because I don't I don't want to be in just another number of a person that's throwing more hate at the movie. If I can be something better, and the movie deserves it, you know. Right, we'll see if Birds of Prey is deserving of that. Most of the time, I leave a theater super excited because I enjoy the film experience there's very few movies i've seen where i walk out and i'm disappointed and then i think critically on it when either we review it or we discuss it just as friends later on and that's when i'm like oh yeah that wasn't a good movie but during i remember seeing wolverine origins at the midnight showing and i had fun because it was super action-packed and the theater was being really good and like it was just a fun environment so just watching it was a good time and I don't tend to get down on movies till right after, and I'm like, oh, right. Oh, right. Those claws were really the CGI. Yeah. So oh, no. I immediately thought that was <laughs> Yeah, bad. that was not good. I mean, that, that was, that that was Suicide Squad for me. Yes. Right? Because I really liked it the first time I saw it, and then we rewatched it, and I was like, damn. <laughs> Didn't Justice League do the same thing for you? I have not I mean, rewatched it. We have not rewatched it. We you left. Really should. Yeah. I, I didn't like Justice League from the from the first right, viewing, but you'll like so. it less. So I don't. But I already don't like it, and I'm unhappy with it. Like that's different. The but best... you'll be able to pick out all like the Whedon versus Snyder moments now. Going a lot of them were it. pretty obvious. Sure, but you'll I mean, be able to like because like, that's like and that's not like being a studied you know cinephile. This is the two most opposite directors on the planet doing the same pretty movie. Close. <laughs> the best thing that came out of that Justice League movie was the poster they released, like the six art months going up to the movie was that really looked good. just like the Alex Ross drawing. Yeah, that was the best part. It there just was a lot of really good there. art, like the poster work and stuff for the movie. I actually, all of yeah. those artists did a really, really good job. I agree. They just didn't know what they were getting themselves involved with, but right. all those people, like really fantastic work. Yeah, I, I did all of them. I really loved all those posters because I get them in my my Facebook memories because I sh- was sharing all of them like crazy, right. you know. And there was that one that was like kind of se- a sepia tone where it was like all of them kind of standing across. Yeah, you know. And I, I had that as like my timeline, like cover photo or whatever for a while, and like that was still gorgeous. Didn't somebody like badly Photoshop Shazam into it later on, like yeah. a Probably. few months later? <laughs> like everybody else was still in sepia tone, and he was like bright red. <laughs> I'd be okay with that. Um, so I have one more piece of news. Back to Netflix. Netflix and Apple are vying for uh, MGM. They're going to try and purchase MGM from Disney. It makes weird no sense to me. Uh-huh. Like, why? 
I don't know. Why MGM? They don't have their own streaming service. So there's not an infrastructure purchase. MGM is like synonymous with the golden age of Hollywood. You know, they own Wizard of Oz and they own... James Bond. Yeah, so... Well, they co-own James Bond. Right. That's complicated. So, like, what? You get streaming rights to a lot of Turner Classic Movies that we can watch on Turner Classic Movies if we wanted to? Well, they, is that Indiana Jones, MGM, I think? I don't know. Because I think if you go... The problem is most of the big franchises, if MGM owns anything, it's like a small piece of the pie. Like, Disney owns the majority of Indiana Jones, and MGM doesn't, so... Well, my Indiana Jones box certainly says Paramount on it, but I could yeah. have sworn like they the, might have the distribution rights. Maybe so. that's what it is because like I remember at, at MGM Studios, like the the theme park thing, they have the Indiana Jones experience where it's like a live show that they put on and stuff. Yeah, but Disney has always owned Indiana Jones, so it may not have been MGM. They it just could have been the best place for that ride and experience. Maybe so, that's all. Maybe I don't know. I think. I never looked that closely because it is one of the older companies. They don't churn out any of the really big franchises anymore. Anyway, it's another issue, you know, absorbing former studios is. But this one's already absorbed. So, like, I don't. Pretty much. But, like, I I don't know. I, I think it would make more sense for Apple and Netflix to work together. I understand that want right because you have a a hardware company and then you have a streaming company and they can join forces and that could be very powerful but i don't know why mgm is the the pin in that i don't know well i imagine it's because the rights are up soon yeah there's got to be some rights there that they really want yeah they just really want to stream casablanca over and over again (laughs) Um, so the the last piece of news that I had was DC related, kind of backtracking to that a little bit. And it's about Justice League Dark. I think this is the third time you said the last piece of news you have. Just FYI. No. Shrink like that. I said I had one more that I wanted to cover, but I thought you wanted to talk about it. I probably do. Whatever it is. Yeah. So I was just trying to be a good co-host and friend, Ryan. Friend you are. Um, I thought you'd want to talk about Bad Robot, JJ Abrams production company is developing a Justice League Dark film and TV series. It's called Justice League Dark, and he's just going to add lens flare. It's going to be dark lens flare, though. <laughs> like black light like lens flare. Anti- well, it depends flare. on the character, you know? Like Swamp <laughs> Things is going to be green. Oh, nice. You know, you I mean, black light would work for Orchid. That's true. She's yeah. just like... Black light would work for a lot of the characters <laughs> of the Justice League Dark, actually. Constantine, Satana, yeah, exactly. Dead Man. That's <laughs> true. Um, I mean, I don't know. J.J. Abrams has some good stuff under his belt. I'm not sure that he'd be my pick. He also has well, some lazy he's not, stuff under his it's belt. It's just his company. Yeah, so that's he's not officially involved. Right. It's, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's fine. I, we don't really know anything about it. I don't know anything about Bad Robot. Have they even done anything yet? Have yeah. They, what if they, what what movies have they released? Well, I mean, I mean they've pretty... mostly J.J. Abrams stuff from all three Star Trek films. And oh, those were Bad, Ro- Bad Robot Super productions. 8. Super 8. Yeah. Super 8 was good. Lost was attached to Bad Robot for a while. Okay. Couple and other all of those J.J. Abrams had a pretty good uh, yes. yeah. focus on. So it's, it's likely that he'll be at the very least a producer, you know. Yeah on the film i don't know i mean i guess it depends what direction they go with it it's it's tough to say at this point it's very yeah. early i too i'm on board with that i need to know the director and i need to know like 
the primary three or four characters they're going with. Yeah, is it truly Justice League Dark, or is it just like the Justice League Dark characters? Are they doing right. like a Zatanna movie? Are they doing like a Constantine movie? Right. What, are they bringing Keanu Reeves back? Because there's what's, like what's going on? ten characters they could do. And knowing like the core three or four that they're going to focus on for the Frankenstein movie, to be honest, that would be fun. Frankenstein's such a fun character. I will say this, given the Keanu Renaissance that we have right now. I love that. We should call this the Keanu Renaissance. Like this is just the time, right? You know, it's not the Baroque period. (laughs) It's the Keanu period. (laughs) It's the Keanu period. Um, If you were going to somehow make his Constantine film, canon you this would be the time to do it because this is like he's incredibly popular everyone loves him you know he's talked about going back to that character multiple times because he had fun playing him i mean you could do it there's no reason that movie can't be included in the continuity it's so standalone right nothing it wasn't bad i don't know why people trash it it's a fine adaptation I barely remember it because I saw it when it first came out. So it's been a long time. And Rachel Weiss could have turned out to be Madame Xanadu or um, Orchid. Doesn't yeah, really I've work actually, for Vita. I liked that movie since it Me came too. out. I mean, it wasn't necessarily like super true to you know all every bit of Constantine's backstory, but it, it was enjoyable. Yeah. Keanu Reeves was good in it. A lot of the stuff was handled really well. Um, but if they don't do an Etrigan movie, then I'm going to riot. Man, that would be so hard to write. No, that's, that would be, that would be what makes it so great. Because if it was actually good, you know that writer spent so much time. Here's the thing: if they can make Thor work on screen, where you know they just borrow from Norse mythology, they can make Etrigan work on screen. It's a similar thing. He's the Arthurian fairy tales. I say get. make it a fucking full period piece, but and yes. then at the very end, make, give it a, like have him meet like up Captain with America or something. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Those aren't my concerns. It's the rhyming that I think would be the hard thing to do and have it work as a But he film. only does that as the demon. So, you know, honestly the yeah. first movie would most likely be more human to demon time. That's a good point. Yeah. And I mean, you get to see Merlin and you get to see King Arthur and mm-hmm. it's, you know, you can Morgan. make it a very classic you know, kind of uh, medieval story, yeah, magic story, and then at the very end, like have the tie into the more modern uh, JLD universe. Yeah, I don't know. I think that would be awesome. And then you know, if he's part of a whole ensemble of characters, he's not talking all the time. So you know, it, the rhyming doesn't well, get yeah. annoying. No, that you know, totally with you there. I, I was thinking solo film, and I wasn't really thinking about it only yeah. being when he's. Not human. Yeah. I just don't so. want him to be a side character. He'd be a really cool, unique character that's way different than anything Marvel I has mean, out right now. They could always do a TV show. It's not hard to just film in a British forest and be like, this is our third. And they did say movies and TV, didn't they? Yeah. So they could yes. do a DC yeah. Universe show or a HBO, HBO Max, Max show. Which would um, be cool. Retrograde. And then it could be really violent, too, yeah. which would be great. I don't see DCU getting anything new to itself. You know, even Star Girls being dual cast, Doom Patrol Season 2 is dual cast. Dual released cast isn't the right word. But yeah, right. Different, different, you know, the one's going to the CW as a dual cast, the other one's going to HBO Max right. as a dual cast. <laughs> right, not so. even the same freaking service. Yeah. So, uh, I, yeah, I don't, I do not expect DCU to get beyond 2020. That's fair. So. Do you guys want to take a break? I mean, sure, we can take a break. It's 8.40. Okay, let's take a break. <laughs> okay. All right, we'll, we'll be, be right back. back. Recently on the Heroes Podcast Network, Echo Station. 
Well, what's the main think... what's the main planet that Endor? The forest moon of Endor. It's a moon, so it's there's a major planet, obviously that it is the forest moon of Endor. Is Endor the actual planet then? See, th- isn't that confusing? <laughs> yes. Is it the forest moon of the planet Endor, or is it the forest moon called Endor? Kaiju Curry House. It got to the point where he started climbing the Empire State Building, and my mom is like, he's not going to die, is he? <laughs> oh, no. My mom doesn't know shit about these films. But anyways, it was just like, mom, this doesn't end well for Kong. And she's just like, I can't watch the rest of this. Turn it Aww. off. I'm like, you can't get to this point in Peter Jackson's King Kong two hours and like whatever many minutes later and not watch the end. Screen heroes. The nipples just were confusing to me because they just <laughs> they just make no sense. That is our clip, by the way. Uh, uh, but I mean, male nipples are kind of confusing anyway. So right? like well, they that's serve true. zero that's purpose. True. Do you think that was the point he was trying to make? <laughs> it's a much deeper message. Yes. <laughs> is Batman and Robin a heavily an allegory, social allegory? Yeah. <laughs> Subscribe today at heroespodcast.com, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Spreaker podcast addict and more with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom sorry sorry we're here we were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time no lucky land casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry in that case i pronounce you lucky Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, guys, we are back. We are going to quickly talk about some trailers here. So um, coming up next is Birds of Prey. We've talked about this a couple times. There's been two real trailers so far. What are your thoughts about the trailers alone? If you didn't know anything else about the movie. I think if you really didn't know anything else about the movie or these characters and like maybe Harley is the only person that you know. I'm not sure this movie really draws you in because it's a lot of characters that um, might be a little confusing. Okay. I think. And I think they know it because at least in the second trailer, they actually have shots where they throw up the characters' names Mm -hmm. rather than the actors' names, which is a rare thing to see in a trailer. I'm actually hoping that they remove that from the movie because I found that really distracting in Suicide Squad. Oh, I thought that was one of the better parts of Suicide Squad. (laughs) Um, We disagree about everything. No, we all all agree that Suicide Squad is not very good. (laughs) And we like the same things from the movie uh, like we were all surprisingly impressed with captain boomerang oh, that did not have yeah. to be as good as it was and slipknot <laughs> right of course i mean who can forget <laughs> poor adam beach he's never gonna have a real career he can climb anything <laughs> i hope they bring him back in the reboot or whatever this next one is it's a sequel like i i know it's not like uh, there's just been a change of what the word sequel means to meaning it has to be a directly embedded connection to the previous film and i don't know why that that's that's ever the case yeah that's not what that means it's a continue it's the same characters that were already in a thing and this is them again it doesn't yeah. the stories don't actually have to connect to each other it took about 30 seconds for us to get off topic it did i'm no, sorry it's all good those sorry those were my thoughts okay 
on on that. Ryan, your thoughts? Uh, I mean, I've talked about it before, but I really hate that this is a, called Birds of Prey, and then it's basically a Harley Quinn movie. I don't find her endearing or charming at all. Um, but I like that the movie is rated R. I like that it there's a rant, there's a scene where she apparently breathes in a bunch of cocaine and then goes crazy on that people looks because hilarious. that was the most believable Harley Quinn right. part for me. Um, I'm very excited. Uh, Black Canary's scream in the second trailer looks really cool, mm. especially since I think we've only seen the CW one yeah. uh, in live action. In live action, yeah. So it, that was really neat. Um, Huntress looks pretty badass. I, I'm excited for it. I hope that they get. A good amount of screen time that's my only real scare from the trailers harley gets 80 percent of the screen time and it's just like background shots of the other ones yeah well you do have some good actors i mean margot robbie is nominated you know at this point and um mcgregor is great playing so, black mask i mean i think that's a, at least like you have a good actor i was reading an interview with margot that she did a couple days ago and uh they WB pretty much offered her two options. She could do Birds of Prey or she could do Gotham City Sirens. And they handed her the two runs of the comics that have Harley starring in them. So the Amanda Connor, Jimmy Palmiotti run on Birds of Prey had Harley as one of the three. It was Huntress, Black Canary, and Harley as the Birds of Prey. And then the Gotham City Sirens done by somebody else she just found the birds of prey comic better and it 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 was more feminist like i swear the six issue run on gotham city sirens had like three sleepovers and most of them were like practically naked and she was like that's not a story so no but i bet the fanboys would have been happy about that the ones right, that are complaining exactly. that's what they're mad enough. about exactly yeah, that's what it is but she has every intention like if you follow Margot on facebook or twitter she is like adding um zoe kravitz who is going to be catwoman you know the two of them still want to star together they just didn't want to do that storyline right now so I, I think that uh my problem is i know i know harley has been involved in the birds of prey before sure, yeah but it's not who you think about when you think of the birds of prey so no. i mean there's been a lot of people in the birds of prey oh really. yeah if you go look at the list probably a lot of them are short-lived but um you know I mean, I the know. only I, other character that would have been just as prolific is Batgirl. Right, and you that's know? who I. It's not like Hawk of. and Doug would Hawk and Dove would really work right now. Hawk or, and Duck, <laughs> that'd be great. Quack, quack, quack. Oh, now oh, you sorry. did it. I didn't even I do it. it. I was you. gonna make fun of Lady Hawk because I always disliked her, but. <laughs> but Batgirl is who. When I think Birds of Prey, yeah. That's the third for me. But, but it goes back to the confusion part because I think for a casual viewer someone who doesn't know these characters or doesn't know the comic book the birds of prey name doesn't have any real recognition for them and it is surprising that they didn't just go with harlequin because people know margot robbie and people know that character fairly well nowadays especially because of suicide squad so i think that just would have been easier to market yeah you know and then there yeah there's these other characters and you know maybe they're really great and you'll love them too and want to find out about them but at least that's the selling point is just it's harley Right. So, yeah, I'm hoping that this means that Harley goes off and does a Gotham City Sirens movie and Birds of Prey gets their own uh, sequel with, you know, Batgirl involved and Karen Gillan gets to be Batgirl because I would love that. I'm cool with that. Bring Green Arrow in, please. And give Cassandra Cain her full outfit. So there's like two rival Batgirls. 
Da-da-da. But also bring Green Arrow in, please. Sure, yeah. Catman. He doesn't have to be part of it. I just wanted to like go to him for intel or no, something. No, man. Catman was part of the Birds of Prey at one point, That'd and be weird. It, he's a very weird character. I do think that it would be funny for them to play out the scene with Harley in Arrow's like lair. Yeah. yeah, I think that would be great to see in live action. Personally, I would love that. Yeah, you can make it Stephen Amell. It would I don't translate care. really well, but I don't. I don't know. It's, I think I don't. If they do a Birds of Prey sequel, I'd rather just not have Harley in it. Have it bring yeah. him back, or yeah. have have Harley go over to the Gotham City Sirens. Harley doesn't stay in one place for too long. It no. doesn't make sense for her character to team up. She's already forever. out of the Suicide Squad, apparently. So, you know, she's gone to the Birds of Prey now. <laughs> Didn't last long. Well, you know, but then she'll be back in the soft reboot of Suicide Squad. Probably it's not a reboot. Whatever it is. Okay. Anyway, moving so, on. So Black Widow is our next one. We did talk about that a little bit, but... We have. So what do you guys think about the supporting cast? Rachel Weiss, Florence Pugh, and uh, David Harbour at this time. David Harbour. Yeah. I, I, I kind of want to cosplay that. I don't want to pay for it, but I do want to wear it. Um. <laughs> so just to be clear, you want somebody else to make and or buy you the costume so that you can wear it. Yeah, I thought that was clear. Okay. I'm sorry. I, I just wanted to make sure that for everybody <laughs> listening, they understood. Uh, no, the cast seems great. The movie yeah. looks really good. The music that they have going in the trailer is great. The The way they changed the Marvel Studios cinematic, you know, it's, it's, it's all really good. It's all really, really good. Unfortunately, we can't care about it at all. That's the problem. <laughs> like, it looks like it's actually going to be fantastic. And that almost makes it harder. Yeah. To be fair, every Marvel movie looks fa- like it's going to be fantastic in the trailers. They haven't really made many bad trailers. That's true. So, it's, But at the same time, they haven't really made many bad movies. No, it's true. It is true. But I mean, I, I don't. When you, how many of them have been fantastic, though? You know, how many trailers or how many movies have been fantastic I, in the Marvel Universe? Less I think than five, like, probably? No, I think probably. I would say about seven or eight have been just stellar movies that I could rewatch all the time. But they've all had fantastic trailers. Yeah. So, you know, I'm kind of hoping that it's not that great, honestly, (laughs) because I don't want to have them force feed us her resurrection so that she can have more movies. So would you guys be okay with Florence Pugh taking over as Yelena and being part of the team? Yeah, Yeah, that's totally fine. I have no problem with any of that. I just I I like David Harbour. Have him wear the cat suit. Yeah, I don't know that I want to see that. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, I do. But- <laughs> Straight up comic accuracy right there. Nope. That's what I want in my but life. The thing for me is I, I really like Natasha. I like Scarlett Johansson's version of that character. And I'm bummed that this is when she's finally getting her her due. And well, that's not yeah. cool. Her character has gotten the most disservice because, honestly, they had no, no idea what to do with her in Iron Man 2 other than some cool stunts. She finally got a little bit of backstory in Avengers. And then, you know, she plays second fiddle in Captain America 2. Her character completely switches sides in Civil War. Like, it just. I really liked her in, in Winter Soldier. I don't know. I, I thought she was good. And... Oh, no. I liked her a lot. It's she, just, it wasn't her you movie, know, it, but yeah, she, exactly. her character got a lot of development I, there. I think that's where I'm feeling positive about the quality of the film because this feels like that kind of movie. It's not the, the, the Russo brothers, right? But it's that kind of film. It's not some crazy super powered yeah. villain, you know, or anything like that. It's it's more espionage, secret agent stuff, which well, I like. I like that kind of thing. To be honest, I'm glad it's not the Russo brothers because it really does seem like they hate Natasha. <laughs> Between I don't know, Winter Soldier, she was handled pretty well, and right? I thought 
But, but then it was they not completely undid the Hulk and her attraction, and then they sidelined her for most of Infinity War, and uh, they flip flopped her in Civil War, and then in Game they kill her off yeah. <laughs> without telling anybody else on the Black. Widow movie. I mean, you make good so, points. I mean, right, we like, could we could spend a while dissecting all of that. I think. But what do you think of the trailers? God, I I'm so excited because it's like it's three women fighting. They're all badass and they're talking to each other about something other than dudes. And I just love it. And, and the trailer, we don't know. There right, some right. Dude talk. And that's fine. You're allowed to talk about dudes, but I just I love it. I love it so much, and I don't want to because I'm just going to get my heart broken. <laughs> just going to break my heart. I did, going back to Birds of Prey for a second, I did read a thing that said <laughs> that uh, that the per- a reviewer watched it and said that it was a dumb action movie, but that guys have got so many dumb action movies featuring guys that it's really nice to have a dumb action movie featuring women. And and she asked, "Is this what guys feel like when they leave a, a theater f- seeing a dumb action movie of guys?" Because I like it. So anyway, I thought that was no, really. Cool. I mean, that's kind of how I felt after Ghostbusters. I was like, "This wasn't great," but you know, all these I have sat through so many like, "Dude, where's my car?" Films like I can't have one mediocre woman film. But I think I think it's You're a- getting more though. That's good. <laughs> it's a really fair point happy. though because you look at like the 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 Furious saga, right? Of those eighteen hundred films, and they're all just ridiculous action movies. But they may now they're making a billion dollars a piece, right? They don't have a strong statement. The entire premise of the franchise is family is important. Buff dudes That's the whole in cars. Thing, That's right? the whole premise of the franchise. Um, like so, like Bruce Willis has made what thirteen diehards, <laughs> uh, five or six. But six. like there's six diehards. They had to drop, you know, uh Linda Hamilton and Sigourney Weaver from their franchises. They couldn't just let them get progressively worse and weirder. Like Well, I think that's the, not fair. I think the problem there with, with Sigourney Weaver was the Alien franchise got so bad so fast that they just didn't want to touch it. Alien Resurrection is really, really bad. I'm just saying. She's not that- the problem. <laughs> You know, the 80s gave us two badass female action stars, and we've had a continuation of both their franchises, Uh, Yeah, but they stopped including them at a certain point. Linda Hamilton was not a badass in the 80s. It wasn't until 91 when T2 came out. Well, the whole reason reason she didn't come back, though, was because of her then ex-husband, James Cameron. Yeah. So, like, that's a little different, I think, because... She just may not have wanted to work with him at Let's, the time. But he yeah. didn't do three, four, five, six. He didn't like, produce three? He wasn't involved in three at all? I don't think so. Uh, I thought he produced it. Okay. Well, I don't know. fair enough. I, I thought <laughs> anyway, he produced like, it. But... I, just, I want the same thing as you guys. I want stupid action franchises. I, I mean, even I, intelligent ones are okay, too. But yeah, I mean, at worst, if we're saying it's a, sh- a stupid action movie, you know, like John Wick isn't. I mean, that's a tough comparison. No, John, John Wick is better. Different. Than that, but I mean, it at its core is just a really like action movie, constant lethal action. weapon, right? Right, like we're, we didn't really touch on this yet, but it, they greenlit a fifth one, right, with both of them, yeah, coming back. And Danny like, Glover, who has played his last few roles, have been terminally ill grandpas, dementia ridden grandpas. 
he's been too old for this shit longer than I've been alive. It's true. Um, and... I mean, he's been a grandpa in basically in the Lethal Weapon movies for several movies. The last uh, ten years, that's all of his parts. But they're still going to make another one of those. I mean, look at the Expendables. Look right? at those movies. It's literally just what are the most badass dudes <laughs> that we can get. And, put them and on then we're also going to get a woman in the last one. Yeah, right. right. In the in the fifteen years between Bad Boys Two and Bad Boys for Life, why couldn't they have given Gabrielle Union a spinoff where it's like called Good Girls and she's just like this? <laughs> this podcast really we changed the subject on it care. real quick. This now is it's important. all. Now. This is important. I want my <sighs> stupid action movies. That's why I really loved Bumblebee. Haley Steinfeld was a badass. I How really much, liked Bumblebee. How so much cooler would would the first Expendables movie have been if they had linda hamilton if they had sigourney weaver and they had all these they brought an equal amount of awesome women that exist in movies they've happened they're awesome angelina jolie was in tomb raider she could have done it maybe those women just don't want to do bad movies because i mean the expendables was not a bad movie it's not a good movie sure but (laughs) i'm tired of aging actresses only doing movies like what Diane Keaton has been doing, the book club and the pom poms movie, those are dumb. And I think those hurt women more than stupid action films. So, well, look like, at Linda I w- Hamilton in the new Terminator, she was so amazing. She was great. She was really good in that. If you got Linda Hamilton and Sigourney Weaver in the same movie, and for no reason they both had bazookas, I'm in. I, <laughs> that's, that's true. I'd pay 10 bucks. <laughs> right? Like, right there. I'd see it opening night. You could just call it that. <laughs> we, Weaver and Hamilton with bazookas. <laughs> we would go. I'm in. Just have yeah. their faces on the poster, floating head faces on the poster. It's, that's all you need. <laughs> right. Absolutely. That's I would totally. And then, like you were saying, uh, Expendables with Women, like Michelle Yao could be in it. Sure, yeah. Well, yeah she's you know, awesome. Jet Li and Jackie Chan are in there or something. Yeah. No, Jackie well, Chan's Jet not Jet in was, there. Uh, Jet Li was. In, 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 yeah, in but not Jackie one? Chan. Yeah. Was he in any more? He than wouldn't the first do it. Uh, I'm not sure. I don't remember as much know. about the second one. Yeah, honest, I think I only watched the first one totally. Yeah, you could get uma thurman and well who's the one that was in kill bill not not uma thurman the uh, the uh, martial artist one that was so there was lucy Lou. Lucy Lou. there you was vivica a of... fox well she's she's got her elementary show right now she's okay. like got well she has a very stable very successful show i think that show just ended and she's on uh why women kill now she is on why women kill. they could basically yeah. do a full women expendables at this point totally and they could even it. bring ronda rousey and have her be the well, they, they talked the about two. that would be so cool. stallone talked about doing that actually um but then it never got never went anywhere. anywhere it's just a bunch of people talking about it well i have i'm wondering if because so i i think oceans eight was really good but the box office wasn't great for it and i'm wondering if they just took that as a metric i it wasn't like a hit it didn't exceed expectations but it made back its budget and then some it had a profit like it was better than oceans 12 yeah i didn't see 13 so i can't say Ugh, it's just frustrating do you have to see the first uh 11 oceans movies to get oceans 12 it's helpful okay Ocean's One probably is not very good. It's old. It's really okay. old. Like, it's not even a talkie. Is it just so. called Ocean? <laughs> I don't... Ocean Self. Yeah. Uh, that's good stuff. Um, okay. So we have, we have a few more minutes. We got like okay. five-ish, ten minutes if we want. So Wait. we can talk Wonder Woman 1984. We could talk Morbius. Sonic the Hedgehog? You want to talk Sonic the Hedgehog? No? 
That's our Valentine's Day, dude. Sweet. Yeah. It's actually really fun. Look, I'm excited. It looks cute. It really Are we does. Reviewing that? No. Okay, thank Would you. Would you like to? No, I would not. <laughs> Here's the thing. We were some of the ones that made fun of the way they looked. They changed it. So we're going to go give them our money. He looks like, so good now. I still think that was a marketing ploy. Probably. Look, it if, it, been. if it was, legitimately, if it was, whoever came up with that idea, that team that put that together are some fucking geniuses because it worked. I think it worked really, really well. And he looks great. That's my hot take on Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> okay. Is that a hot take, though? I think I everybody know. agrees now. Yeah. We're on board. Well, I said it was a hot take, so. That makes it a hot take? Yeah. That's okay. how it works. That's what Twitter does, right? Hashtag hot take. All right. So did we, talk, we talked about the Morbius trailer, though, didn't we? On the previous bit. episode? We talked about all these trailers pretty much at one point or another. Right. I haven't rewatched the Morbius trailer. For some reason, I'm today. like, meh. Yeah. I'm kind of mad on that Actually, one. Actually, when I watched it today, I... I was a little more excited for it. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know. It's I don't know anything about the character, but I missed the shot of like fully transformed Morbius the first time I watched oh, it. Oh, really? When he like turns around, he's like the he's full got vampire the, yeah, thing going the gray on. skin um, and stuff. It's cool, and the uh, connection to Michael Keaton and the confusing MCU Sony verse, not MCU uh, stuff is interesting. But um, Jared Leto, love him or hate him, he's a good actor, and I mean he's he's probably going to give this everything he's got. And I mean, I'm curious about it for sure. I, I I'm actually more excited about this than I was about Venom. And I, I would say I am too, actually. I, it, it actually is making me more excited for Venom two later this year, to be honest. Like I just, I think it's really cool stuff. And I think if they f- follow the path that we kind of talked about mm-hmm. where they where because of the end of Far From Home, they're setting up Spider-Man as kind of a, everybody thinks he's the bad guy, and then yeah. these guys are they who they send after him. I think that's a really, really smart way of doing it. And I I'd agree. Be, if they follow that, that's a, I mean, that's about the only way they can really do a Sinister Six movie that makes any kind of sense. Otherwise, it's just going to be super forced. So Right. Like six randos team up just to beat on a teenager. Like, that doesn't right. look good. So, my, I agree. My problem is, like, I'm not really a big Jared Leto fan. I'm That's not saying fair. he's a bad actor or anything. I just, it's not really my thing. And so, um, when the, like the coolest part of that trailer for me is when Michael Keaton shows up, it's just, that's not a great sign for my interest in the film. Well, if Nick Cage showed up, I mean, that would have been the highlight, right. too. I'm just saying, like, sometimes <laughs> unexpected things can take take the glory. It doesn't diminish not, not, the well, rest of the trailer. What I mean is, until that happens, I felt very meh about it. Like, okay. he's a vampire. I'd rather just see Blade. This, I like Blade. This is a backwards Joker for me, where I don't really care for the actor, but I care for the character so i'm and i think jared leto has a really good way of disappearing into his roles too so i think while watching it i can not pre i i can pretend that it's like that he personally doesn't create he does out. disappear into his roles so, <laughs> yeah. so i mean yeah hopefully i'll be able to it's like gary oldman when you don't realize yeah. it's gary oldman until Man. like 30 minutes into the movie and you're like right. what so many times so yeah i mean it's Hopefully it's that kind of situation. Mm-hmm. Um, but the yeah. bat scene in the cave looked really cool, yeah, it did. and it it looked like it's going to border on superhero and horror. And I think there's been so much talks about let's do that, but nobody's well, got, really pulled the trigger. We yet. got that one that's more more superhero, but also horror. Then mm-hmm. we've got New Mutants coming out this year that's also more horror and less superhero. 
So I feel like we've got two of those, but kind of on different sides of the spectrum. So I'll be curious, you know, if yeah. either of them really resonate. I agree. Plus, then Doctor Strange is supposed to be a more of a horror movie. So, of course, the original one was, too. I'm, you know, I, I, I obviously want to know more. I'm a little nervous that that one ha- like requires WandaVision. Not that like I'm not going to watch that. It but... also requires Loki. Like I, th- yeah. I really don't think it's quote-unquote requires. I think there's going to be good information in both the shows that feed into it, and it'll enhance your experience. But I don't know. Was it Feige who said it? Whoever <laughs> said it seemed like it was a pretty significant connection. Feige has the ability to over exaggerate a bit or lie when he has to so he's trying that's to get a, disney plus subscribers yeah, yeah like that's a but that's a really shitty lie that's not a lie not to like not spoil great. a movie that's like no. a really backhanded twist well, if lie. they do it like the house of m storyline where that's how they introduce mutants into the mcu that's a pretty huge deal like yeah. it you is have to watch that basically yeah. or else you go why are the x-men now in <laughs> in the movies that doesn't make any sense like we all just want to slowly watch that bitch unravel and destroy the world so. i'm super I mean, I don't excited know that I for that do, it's such but... a cool idea feel bad for her well yeah you should she's that's the whole point i know i'm just not excited to see her lose her mind it's, i feel bad it's just like the hulk that her powers really get more intense the sadder she gets and the so it's interesting to see a character you like deal with grief and things like import her tough issues and you know we all handle that kind of thing in very different ways and so right. It is always interesting for me. Some of my favorite video game parts have been the character dealing with grief and seeing how oh, they deal sure. with it. Um, in movies, I, that makes me more excited for this show. It might be my mar- my number one Marvel thing this year that I'm looking forward to. The more they explain it, the more interesting it sounds. Right. Like, legitimately. So I'm, I'm on board and with that. And Feige saying within the last, like, month that Scarlet Witch is currently the most powerful person in the mcu like that makes me super hyped for the show we're gonna see some cool strange stuff i'm telling you i mean she was going to beat thanos by herself until he decided to bomb the whole army everybody he was going to wipe out everybody just to get her off of him yeah like she had him all by herself so i think that when you think about how thor iron man and cap got their asses kicked together as a team Yeah, that's significant. So, <laughs> I mean, one of my favorite scenes is her at the beginning of Civil War. She just picks up her coffee and she's like, you know, I can move stuff with my mind, right? Like, <laughs> how nonchalant was that? <laughs> like, I wish I could do that. Yeah, Civil War. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, any other trailers you want to talk about tonight? Oh, I think we can put a pin in it for now and go back to trailers another day okay maybe we need to have a full podcast on women in movies because uh Ooh. that was a good discussion it was and we didn't get much time to talk about those those kind of things i'm on board so, so i did put some discussion type stuff on the schedule i thought we could talk about our love-hate relationship with disney that you know we both yep. all three of us have discussed how them buying up everything is terrible but at the same time we love a lot of their content so we can't stop right so i thought that was that would be a nice i can't wait for airbud six disney plus <laughs> still playing basketball yeah <laughs> that's actually going to be in the mcu is it yeah <laughs> wow he's gonna join the avengers oh, no they're heralds of galactus oh wow <laughs> Squirrel Girl is definitely going to be in that. I can feel it. Right, look, if the MCU gets that, then I really think that Space Jam needs to be part of the DCEU. Yes. 
Okay, because and then they have a big Marvel versus DC <laughs> crossover where Air Bud takes on Space Jam. Man, we should write for these companies. That's what it comes. It's Air Bud versus Bugs Bunny. That's, That's what it's right. all come down to. One on one. Yes, done. All right. And then, like at the end, it's Galactus versus LeBron James. And oh, Squirrel geez. Girl wins. <laughs> Of course. Actually, we win. That's, <laughs> that's right. We win. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. That's fantastic. Uh, so, what, wait a minute. Hang on. So in chat, uh, Midnight Pearl just said that they got Air Bud, the movie, in a cereal box. <laughs> they must have had a lot of copies of that laying around they were trying to give away. That's amazing. What cereal? I want to know what cereal that was. I know. When I was a kid, I got like tiny little plastic wind-up figures or right. something as a toy in a cereal, let alone Air Bud. <laughs> I can't remember the last the time. The toy I would always get a little bit of crushed cereal right. in it that you can and never it get always out. smell like the cereal supposedly yeah. i mean it's... that's not a bad thing i mean i love oh all that's hilarious smells. so thank you all for right. that what are we doing next week what's our topic okay let me just check is this the cute right. the cute creatures thing oh it might be rice krispies midnight pearl says it was rice krispies nice so if you want to go back in time and get a free copy of hair bud yes <laughs> i mean that's tempting next that's week amazing. is uh our battle for the cutest creatures appearing on screen. We still have not decided what creatures are yet. We, are we sticking just to film? We're, no, film no. and TV. And TV, yeah. okay. We're trying to do that, but uh, we might have to have a sequel episode called Cutest Robots Found on Screen or something like that. So we're working Bender, on it. obviously. Either way, we're, we're each 25. supposed to bring 10 to the table what? and then argue. Yeah. That's a lot. 10's a lot. Yeah. Oh my god! I mean, uh, you've got this. You can figure it out, okay? We're gonna so total. We're gonna have thirty creatures. How do we know nobody else is picking the other creatures? Oh, well, that's just it. There will be some overlap, okay? Just pick a lot of fraggles. <laughs> I'm gonna pick Mac from Mac and Me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna win. Uh, clearly, you mean the McDonald's movie? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this uh, this episode went better than I anticipated. Right, I it was a lot say. of fun. Mostly because we didn't actually talk about the subject matter that we were. But supposed we had. To. Fun, and that's what this is all about. <laughs> is really having fun. That was the real journey. That was <laughs> play us out, Derek. It was the real meaning. Yeah, all exactly. that was the meal, real meaning of the fast saga all along. Exactly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we just wrote F nine. All right, so hey, we're Screen Heroes in the Heroes Podcast Network. We've got a new promotion going on on our Patreon, Patreon.com/slash Heroes Podcasts. Uh, we have a premium tier. This will get you ad free versions of. All of our new content starting from like, I think it was last week. All of the shows are putting out their new episodes in an ad free version. If you join that tier, otherwise heroespodcast.com will get you access to every episode that we've ever done along with all of our sibling shows. You can find us at screen heroes pod on Twitter or at heroes podcasts on Facebook. Ryan is at Buster props. Ray is at siren Ray. I am at the star Trek dude. And you can find us at this place next week. Thanks for tuning in.